Blog Talk Radio. Hello and happy Sunday to you wherever you are in the world. This is Vit uh, Friends podcast coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, where it's a beautiful 36 degrees, bright, bright, sunny Sunday afternoon with a real feel of about 44 degrees. Um, I am Valerie Molyneux, your host uh, for this podcast, president and CEO of Bit Friends, and we are delighted to be celebrating our 10th year of doing our podcast. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to identify it within the community, uh, nationally, even globally, um, and bring folks on that we want to hear their story. We want to hear what they're doing within the community. Uh, not necessarily even a part of our bit friends um, family of groups, but just folks in the community that we've identified and wanted to bring in and share with you. Today, my special guest is Lydia. Uh, she is from Florida, and I don't want to hesitate because. She is a dynamic from what I've read, what I've seen. Um, she's doing a whole lot of things, and I want for her to have ample time, enough time to share with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, here is my special guest, Lydia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Please, please take a minute. And tell our listening audience, they're listening all over the globe. Uh, they get it live today and tomorrow and going forward. They can get it um, on Spotify or on iHeartRadio, which is a national uh, radio broadcasting agency out of uh, the United States. But tell us, if you will, who is Lydia? Married, single, college, career? Tell us a little. Start us there. Who is Lydia? <laughs> okay, so yes, I'm Lydia Seymour. Um, I am a filmmaker. I'm a film director. I'm a producer. I'm also an author. I'm an inspirational speaker. Um, I am in a committed relationship with myself. Um, I'm also <laughs> a mom. I am a mother of four, actually, a proud mom. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... I'm I'm a lover of love. I'm a lover of people. I just love to see the joy and excitement um in in just in people. Um so yeah, that's that's the, the gist of, of who I am. Awesome. Well, um it, it's good good to have you with us and so we're going to delve right in the the theme of my segment of the show uh is vitiligo journey. So we want to hear your journey. So let's begin as to how old were you when you had vitiligo? How did you know of vitiligo? Tell us, let's begin with your story. Okay, so my story, um, it's very, uh, I would say it's interesting, Um, and it's eventful. So I was actually, um, my mom noticed that I had vitiligo about a day after I was born. So about the day after she noticed um, a, a spot on my face. Um, and so 
when I got a little older, she noticed, you know, it was getting brighter and brighter. So she took me to doctors. Doctors never really diagnosed me at a young age with vitiligo, but they did give her a cream that she they said would, you know, bring back pigment, um, in which it didn't work. So she stopped using the using it on me because I was just so young and she didn't want, mm. you know, it to cause any harm. Um, mm-hmm by using the cream. Um, and again, I, I wasn't even diagnosed. I didn't have a diagnosis at a young age. I wasn't diagnosed officially until I was 31. So wow. a few wow. years ago, I actually had an official diagnosis testing and everything. So hmm. throughout my whole entire life, again, um, this is, I've had this since a day old, um, wow. I didn't know I had vitiligo until I was an adult. So wow. it was very difficult um, mm-hmm. as a young kid, um, even as an adult, having something, not knowing what it is. Um, I was very ashamed. I was um, had very, very low self-esteem. Um, I, my mom, my family, they didn't know what it was. Um that that in itself was very hard to deal with because I dealt with a lot of mistreatment. I dealt with a lot of bullying. I dealt with just a lot of negative and just a lot of struggles and adversity oh, yeah. in my life. <clears throat> yeah, because I was now, born with something that was. Uh-huh. You said your mother noticed this a day or two after you were born. But prior to that, did she have any knowledge of, is there any family history of vitiligo? Was she acquainted with this condition? Not at all. I have no one in my family that has vitiligo. So she was clueless. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the treatment that she, you're talking on your face now, so you're using this treatment and she saw no signs of it doing anything. Nothing. Nothing. And she used it, from my knowledge, um, she used it for a couple of months, a few months, and mm-hmm. nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. So let's move let's move the gauge up a little bit. So here you are, you're a baby. You're you're now let's let's move the antenna. You're a kindergartner. You're get, going in, going into elementary. What did other kids say or ask about this spot on your face? Well. That was probably, like, the most difficult time. I think that's honestly where um, a lot of that insecurity and a lot of the the self-hate began because I had children. And, you know, children, they don't know. And if they don't know, they don't really know how to express uh, in a in a uh, a kind way. So I dealt with a lot of name calling. Um, I've been yeah. called Dalmatian, um, mm. Burns, um, Gizmo, mm. um, Spot. Just I've been called so many ugly names. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger because no one wanted to be around me. Um, People were just they, the kids were just really, really, really cruel. Um, mm. So it was very hard as a kid. Um, I was very quiet. I was very shy. I was very timid. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted friends, but um, it was very difficult to know that friends didn't want me. So so now you're coming up to your teenage, your adolescence, boyfriend, high school. How did that play out as well? Oh God. 
that was hard as well. <laughs> um, I I began to grow into my personality. Um, I you know I was I was a cheerleader um, in high school. Um, I I began to kind of grow into myself. I still wore mm-hmm. hairstyles that hid my face. I did wear a lot of hats that hid my face. Um, I did a lot of, uh, I, I covered when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I covered my skin. So, um, or however I could cover, I was covering. Um, I didn't necessarily have guys that had crushes on me or anything like It was a lot of, they I just wasn't the the cute girl. I wasn't, I was not that girl um, in in school. So that was kind of difficult. You know, you have little boy crushes in high school, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was afraid to say anything or to even express that because I knew that people looked at me differently. Um, So I dealt with just a lot of just, um, it's very insecure, very insecure. You talked about being quiet, being shy, where did the courage come from then to want to be a cheerleader out there cheering? Was the vitiligo still just um, centered on your face or was it now engaging the rest of your body? It was on my face. So I, my vitiligo was, was smack dead on my face. So there was really, you know, I didn't have it on, in my, on parts of my body where I could just wear okay. a jacket and okay. cover. It was okay. on my face. Everyone sees. Um, but that courage came from, it was, it was really just one of those things where I wanted to do something and I almost was numb to the picking and the teasing, you know, it was almost like, okay, I've heard that before. They Mm -hmm. said that to me before. Okay, whatever. They're going to call me a Dalmatian. They're going to call me ugly. They're going to call me a spot, you know, but let me be, you know, an ugly Dalmatian doing what I like to do. And that was cheering. So wow. the negative things that people were saying was, like I said, it, it, it pierced, I almost became numb to it, but mm-hmm. I didn't want it to stop me from living, Good you know, you. because I did have um, a moment in my life at 12 years old, actually, where I did try to take my own life because of it. And from wow. that moment, I was just like, I, I can't. I, I I want to. They're gonna talk. They're gonna talk no matter what. I at least want to live and mm-hmm. do what I want in in my life. So yes. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Even at mm-hmm. that early age, look at the role models. This shy person, quiet person. Look at the the role model you were at that age. How impressive. And that's why we're telling these stories. That's why it is impressed upon my heart to bring people on here so other people can hear your story that, oh, you didn't just get up on there and you're glamorous and gorgeous and a filmmaker. No, you had a journey Mm -hmm. that you came through, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what makes you so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now you talked a little about committing. You you had feelings of hurting yourself. Am I? Let me repeat that. Is that what you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. I had suicidal thoughts and attempted suicide twice as a, at a, at a before I was even a teenager. Wow. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is what we want people to hear. 
I'm going to open up the line after uh, at a half halfway point, but the line is open and available to anybody that wants to call in, ask questions of our special guest today. We're at six one. I'm sorry, I'm thinking I'm giving you my Boston number five one six 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 ninety nine seventy three. Hearing from an amazing young woman, Lydia, telling us about her journey from infancy, pretty much infancy, um, having vitiligo, the journey, attempting suicide. Something that you said um, that I want to back up to a bit, um, because it needs to be said. Um, The children that you encountered in your early age, they had no clue. What would be a message to parents, to educators, if you can talk to your senator right now and he's listening? We want changes. We want kids to be taught early. Can you speak anything to that based on the experience you had as a young child? Absolutely. I think that everything in life begins with our youth, how we, you know, want to see this, our society to, uh, to evolve and change and grow, it begins with our youth, for they are uh, our future generation, you know. Yes. So everything that we do should begin with our youth. Having these um, support groups are amazing. Um, being able to create, um, you know, books and educational resources and things like that across the globe, it's so imperative that we're reaching out to our young kids. Um, I yes. think that, and I'm pretty sure that had the children that picked on me physically abused me or, you know, mistreated mm. me, I believe that if they had knowledge there you of go. vitiligo, there you go. then the behavior would have been different. However, if they don't know, they, they're going to react and they're going to do things because they're kids. So right. we have to, as you know, as a whole, as society as a whole, be able to provide that that guidance, that knowledge, that education, spread that awareness. It starts yes. with our youth. As adults, we can we can read about it, we can learn about it, we can take it in. You know, we're we're adults, we're more mature. Yes. But yes. the younger groups that we really need to focus on, um, especially when you're talking about making these vital and imperative changes in society, the change yes. to normalize skin conditions like vitiligo, to say yes. this is a skin condition, but we're human beings, and we should all be treated as such. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Now, you, as we're still on in the vein of children, I know you have your own. What is... What has their experience been like? You know, parents, we have to go to school, to PTO meetings or things for, how did they deal with their mom with vitiligo on her face? And What have they said? So, yes, my, I am that mother. I am at every event. I am at every game. I am at talent shows, and I am proud. So my children love to see me there, but I would notice how they would look around at their friends looking at me. And, you know, I would notice how, you know, I could just see the difference in them and how they were acting. Um, hmm. I, you could tell that I wouldn't say they were embarrassed of me, but they were just 
you know, looking at what their friends were saying and how they were looking at me. Um, they never once told me, like, no, Mom, don't come up to the school. They were happy to see me, but I know that it was hard for them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the, their peers around them. And when their their kids around them haven't seen someone with vitiligo or don't know, um, they don't, you know, they don't know how to act, how to react to it. Yes. But my yes. children, um, they would draw these pictures of me um, before where I was covering my vitiligo. And mm. I'll tell you, that was a moment for me where I had to say, what am I showing my kids? You know, yes. I'm not showing them, you know, love yourself. You know, I'm telling them to love themselves, but I wasn't showing that when they're drawing mm. pictures of me where I'm covering, I have hats on, not showing, you know, my vitiligo and showing all of me. And so I would see those pictures and that was honestly a part of where a lot of my growth and change came from as well, because I knew I had to be the representation that I yes. wanted my kids to see. I had to give them the right representation. And so Absolutely. now I have pictures where they have this great design of, you know, my vitiligo and that just makes me so happy and just so proud to see, you know, um, they're, they're, they're aware and they're even educating their friends. That's so it. That's, that's good. That's very pleasing. That's good. Well done. Yes. Now we uh, we are strong advocates, big advocates for getting. Um, we started it in the end of 2019, getting um, books about vitiligo in schools. We've had some of our group leaders um, attend school assemblies and read. It's all on our website. We're so proud of it. Have you ever, or would you consider? Um, in, in, in taking the opportunity to go into your child's school, this is part of educating and reading a book about vitiligo? Absolutely. I am actually in the process of creating something amazing now. Um, I just signed my very first book deal with HarperCollins Publishing, um, mm -hmm. and the book is a children's book on vitiligo um, entitled I Absolutely Positively Love My Spots. So, um, this, the children's book, yes, it will be released, um, publication release date is summer of 2023. So I'm mm -hmm. pretty excited about that. Um, so not only being able to go and read children on vitiligo, but then to be able to read and educate on a story that I've created and that I find so dear, you know, to me, I feel like it's, it's just, it's amazing. I want to be able to empower and just educate and, and just make the skin condition um, known to, to yeah. all, everyone, youth, everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be able to go into these different schools and, and educate them on the skin condition. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we hope all groups would consider doing because it's worth it. Um, Again, we've posted our successes uh, designate a page on our website to, to just showcase that. So we hope you get a chance to see that. But this would be a way of educating. I know you said your book is coming out in 2023, but, you know, even this, um, what I've been telling our folks is these kids are on, online. The classes are done online. So if a teacher would allow you the opportunity to read a book online, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And it's happening for us, Absolutely. so we encourage that strongly. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So is that your first book or your only book? Uh, let's let's talk a little about your writing. Is this your first one coming out? This is my first book coming out. Um, this will be my first. I am actually working on a second book, um, mm-hmm. but this will be my first children's book. I'm working on a um, a more mature book or for an adult um, book also. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really Would excited. That adult I'm, one, I'm a writer. Would that adult one also address um, vitiligo or no? Um, a little bit of both. A little bit okay. of both. It's more so okay. on just being confident. It's more of a confident, self-love-based book. So, um, yeah, not just focused strictly on vitiligo itself. Of mm-hmm. course, vitiligo is a part of me, so I love I love to tell um, what's dear to me, and vitiligo yeah. for sure is a part of me and dear to me, but it is a book based on confidence and, and just, you know, self-love and, and self-appreciation. Um, so, yes. Well, we're going to take a break here. And again, um, my special guest today is Lydia from Florida, author, mother, a whole lot of things. And so we're going to take a break. I have a few announcements. And when I come back, she's going to delve into the filmmaking, the producing, and all of it, and tell us a little more about her journey. Uh, So, Lydia, this is a time to take a, a stretch your legs, get a drink, get some tea, And I will be back to you in a few minutes. Thank you for your patience. Sounds great. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is an honor and a privilege to hear uh, Lydia's journey, Lydia's story, and what she is continuing to do. Um, I just want to bring you up to speed uh, as to where we are as a vitiligo community. Again, my name is Valerie Molyneux, host of this Vitiligo Journey uh, podcast uh, with my co-host, Mark Braxton of North Carolina. Uh, He also does a segment. Um, Let's tell you what's coming up next as far as our shows. Um, I hope you got a chance to listen to uh, my show yesterday with a dear friend, a longtime friend, 14 years, um, uh, from Houston, Texas. She's a part of the Houston Vitiligo Awareness Movement and Doc, um, Diane and the folks out of Houston. But she started out with us um, back in 2007. And she told uh, her story and about the saga and the mess there in Texas. So continue to pray for the folks in Texas. And Alma, we love you. I know you're going to try to listen today to Lydia's story, but we love you and we send continue to send prayers your way. As far as the next upcoming shows, um, Mark Braxton on next Sunday will host uh, his uh, show um, with special guests from the Vitiligo and Albinism um, online uh, uh, group. His name is Ben Brown. I call him Big Ben, uh, Big Ben Brown of Tennessee. You don't want to miss that on next Sunday. March is gearing up to be a special, crazy month. Let me just tell you about two right off the bat. March 14th, Mark will also host uh, an interview with um, Justin Hall. Justin Hall is from Atlanta. 
and we got to meet him in 2016 on the Capitol steps. And so you'll hear his journey, his story. And also on Friday night, if you haven't checked in with us, we do some amazing game nights, fun nights on different um, Friday nights led by Mark again. And under the um, March Madness, we're having a comedian, Ty Rainey from New Jersey, well-known in in the comedic um, community and uh, friends with a lot of the well-known comedians and might even bring a well-known guest. So you won't know until you come in and join us. So more information, Mark will be posting more information about what's coming up with the uh, storytelling comedic section in March. And there's lots more. I just gave you two things. There's lots more happening in March. We can't give it all away just yet. Um, One new thing that we have come up with um, as a Vitiligo community is um, trying to fill the gap for so many who are stuck at home with nothing to do or they're stuck at home and they're working from home, they're uh, doing their nine to five at home or helping their kids with online learning, we have become creative and we're going to be offering classes. The first class out the gate will begin on April 3rd and it's entitled Conversational Spanish. That will That's a five week or five Saturday classes. All of our classes will Um, award you a certificate of completion and a special gift that we know you will enjoy. Following the conversational Spanish uh, will be cooking by Anthony Abbott, a vitiligo brother from Italy. Following that will be painting by our very own Mark Braxton of North Carolina. Following that will be wine 101, tasting wine. Well, you can't taste it on the class, but Why do they swirl? Why do they sniff? Why do they do all of that? And David Thorne, a member of the Villalago community, has a winery in Ohio and is skilled in in information that we want to get and to learn. And um, final class for the year would be health fair planning. I know we're in the midst of a pandemic, and so we want to prepare ourselves, God willing, for 2022, should there be opportunity for us to get out there. And Denise Blanks of Indiana, of It Friends Fearfully and Wonderfully group, has done three Black Expo and is skilled in setting up the tables and can tell you all that you need. So we hope that you'll get excited about our classes and want to participate with us. And lastly, don't forget Brit Friends offer uh, groups in various states. We have 12 groups. We have the Pen Pal Patch Children's Group for ages 4 to 14. And new for 2021, we have Purple Patch Teens for ages 15 through 20. And like I said, all of our groups come with a medical student assigned to assist. Uh, Like, for example, our teen group. Folks are excited about our teen group. And we have three medical students assigned and excited to work with our teen group. So we're doing lots of things in the community and we applaud all the other groups that are doing likewise. And so 
um, be on the lookout and listen for other things that we're going to be doing. If you'd like to call in to greet my special guest, you can reach her at 516-666-9973. Lydia is my special guest. She is from Florida, and I want to go right back to our conversation where we've left off. Hello, Lydia. Yes, hi, I'm here. Yes, so let's jump back in. Again, I thank you for giving me this time today just to share your story. You know, we see you. You've come out to, I'm not sure, but you can remind me. How many vitiligo conferences have you attended? I've attended one. One, yes. That was in Houston, right? In Houston. My very first one, yes. Okay. What was that experience like for you? You know what? It was it was a very uh, surreal experience because that was my very first time uh, being around so many beautiful people with vitiligo. Mm-hmm. I had not been around people, especially coming up. I hadn't known anyone who had vitiligo, um, mm-hmm. so this was so new to me. But it was yeah. so uh, beautiful and just so refreshing to just know that I wasn't alone. And there were people just like me and beautiful people. I mean, amazing, wonderful people um, with this uh, this unique skin condition. So I enjoyed myself just That's meeting awesome. all of these wonderful people. And we sort of always try to set it up like a family reunion. And that's, you know, that's the whole idea. You have vitiligo, you're part of the family, and we want you to feel welcome and accepted. No judgment from the time you enter the door. There's no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you recommend uh, conferences to anybody? Absolutely. <laughs> I would recommend these world, the World Vitiligo Conferences to anyone that even may not have vitiligo. There you go. Because I even brought my daughter. I brought my, my daughter, who's my 10-year-old daughter, with me to the conference. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, she's only known her mom, me, to have vitiligo. Mm-hmm. But I brought her to this conference. And she lit up because she was like, wow, my mom is not the only one. (laughs) She's not alone. And she met so many wonderful kids with vitiligo. She was amazed. I would recommend it to anyone because it was so educational. The awareness was wonderful. The atmosphere was warm. I definitely would. I'm excited for the next one. Amen. Once the pandemic is over, I'm excited. I know. My guest yes. yesterday used the word, and uh, you know, I have to go back to it. She said, "When you when you leave a conference, you feel energized." Would you say mm. it's true? I would say energized, but more so empowered. Good word. Um, Good. empowered. Good word. It being there. Yes, it it gave me this energy, this energy. It energized me. It ignited so much yes. passion in me 
but yes. it more so empowered me to go out yes. and empower others. So absolutely empowered after the conference. You know, we 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 worked with some um, branding folks for the last couple of months and to change some things. And when we ended a couple of weeks of with the these branding specialists, our tagline we're proud to say that our tagline for 2021 says, "Belong, empower, live." We want people to join a support group, be it vit friends or be it whatever. Join a support. You're in the middle of vitiligo. You're struggling. You don't know where to turn. Find a support group. Belong. Yes. Become a part of. Empower. This is a word you just said. You you brought me yes. back to the sideline. Yes. Get empowered. <laughs> yes. Become empowered. Yes. And after you become empowered, guess what? You're going to live. You're going to be in, in, in energized to do so much. Yes. Belong, empower, live. That's our tagline for 2021, and we're rocking it. We're rocking it. I love it. I love it. It's always great to have people that you can relate to, and it's just refreshing. It's a refreshing reminder that that you're not alone. So I absolutely uh, highly suggest reaching out to support groups for sure. Hello? Hello? Hi. 